This is Madeline. And this is Cami. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 118. Cami, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks, Madeline. I always love dropping in. Now, isn't it great when everyone knows your name? Why, yes. Just like the TV show Cheers. Oh, that probably dates me a little, though. <laughs> Let's talk about the six ways we like to create a welcoming environment for our community. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. Now, when we join a new community, we want to feel welcomed and part of the tribe. Exactly. So we came up with six ways we like to create a welcoming environment for our communities. Yeah. So we're going to talk about these different ways of doing this. And we're going to start with number one, accountability pairing. Now, let's talk a minute about my video like a rock star program. I developed that a few years ago. Y'all heard me talk about it multiple times on this podcast. Sorry if I'm talking about it too much, but there's so many great examples that come out of it. And this is one right here, accountability pairing. I, when I was like starting the community and I want to really facilitate my members coming together, pairing up, I want them to become accountability partners. And what's great about this is that it's a great way that brings people together. You know, people come to this program, they don't know, most of them didn't know each other. A few did. And I made sure the ones that did know each other we're not allowed to pick each other as accountability partners. I thought part of the process should be you connect with someone you don't really know and you become friends through the process, but it gives you the ability to really connect together and get really committed on getting things accomplished. I mean, they always say two heads are better than one. That's why accountability works. We even talked about this in episode number 91, how to build mentorship into your Facebook group. We'll have the link to that in the show notes. Yeah, I really love that because I think that if you have somebody kind of on your tail working with you and you have somebody to to show things to and bounce things off of, you're more likely to get it done. I know that's how you and I, Madeline, started out as accountability partners. And that really got us to this point with this podcast. Also, I'm actually part of an accelerators program with my speaking stuff that I do. And I'm part of a program and they actually asked us to pair off too. And they did it by geography. So they actually asked us where we all were from, and then they paired up for us people that were in our geographical area. And so we called ourselves the Super Accelerators because the Accelerators program. So we're the Super Accelerators. So that's been kind of fun because it's all about, you know, speaking engagements and like what we're doing with our speaking. So I think it really works well. I found a lot of value out of all kinds of these mentorship and, and accountability pairing programs that I've been involved with. 
Yeah. And you know, when I actually got the idea to use this in my video, like a rock star program, it dated back to when I took Lewis's house, School of Greatness, many years ago. And that's how I met our good friend, Taji and Tasio. One of the very first things they had us do when we joined this group was to not only have an accountability partner, but we wanted us to have like a mini mastermind group, which is really just a small group of accountability partners. But Todd and I really hit it off really well. So he and I, throughout this entire process, even though we formed a little mini mastermind group, he and I really started becoming accountability partners and we would connect just the two of us quite a bit. And I thought this is such a great way when you're starting a new community to have people come together and help each other out. So I love that we're talking about this one first, Kami, because I think this is so incredibly important. Yeah, I think it's probably the most important one of the ones we're going to talk about, although I think the rest are also very interesting ways. So that brings us to number two, actually, which is friends of friends. And so a lot of people use this for viral kind of reasons in campaigns. You know, you want your friends to tell their friends who tell their friends. And it's wonderful, but it also works really well in a community. So we've used this a lot with our influencer programs that we've put together. So we did an ambassador program years ago, and now we have Texas Travel Talk, which is an influencer program that we do a lot of awesome things in the state of Texas. But we also do this with bigger ambassador programs that we've put together for big brands where we get a certain core of influencers into the group. And then we ask them to give us recommendations for people that we should be talking to. And it works the same way with community. You want to ask your community what other people they think would have benefit from your group. Because usually if there's great people, they know other great people. You know, that's really an important part of this. So it's sort of an online networking piece. The other thing that's really great about it is that, especially in Facebook and and, and any really social media platform, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever, if you tag somebody, they get notified. So if a person tags their friends, they're more likely to come check out what's going on in that situation than if you tagged somebody just that they you don't know. So that really works great. And also inside of groups on Facebook right now, I'm not going to promise you this is going to be forever. But right now, as I'm talking about this, At the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, Facebook will give you a notification. So Madeline, I've seen it before. You've been in a group and you've left a message and Facebook tells me Madeline left a message in and she podcasts. And I'm like, oh, and I go and I click over there and see what Madeline's talking about and she podcasts. I love that feature, by the way. I have to say it's so super cool. It's intriguing. It makes you want Mm -hmm. to go click to see what were they talking about? Yeah. Are they talking about me? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. But but the truth is, is that you do. I mean, you're going to want to go see that. So if you ask them to invite their friends into your group, whether they do it through a paid program or a non-paid program, but I'm just saying, no matter what kind of community you're building, that is a viral component of your community that's really, really powerful. I've also seen it in groups that I've become part of, and then I become friends with people in that group. And then we become actual friends on Facebook. Again, I'm getting notifications when they're posting in that group. So that's been really, really powerful. I think it's underestimated as a way to grow your group. Yeah, for sure. Next up, number three is live streams. And when you are creating a welcoming online community, live streams are very powerful for that. People connect with each other as well as you. When you're live streaming, you're bringing a lot of people together and it's in real time and you can't hide behind a live stream. You know, everybody gets to know you well, both you as the community person that's growing it and building it and the people that are part of the community that are joining. I think this is a fantastic way to connect people together. We even did an entire series on live streaming. We have 
two episodes. We'll have them in the show notes. It's episode 108, where we had the five benefits of live streaming video to grow your online community. And episode number 109, Taming the Tech for Your Live Stream Video. So be sure to check those two episodes out if you haven't done so already. Yeah. So they give you basically a blueprint for how you can start live streaming. And again, I love what you're saying there because not only do they connect with you as a person, like you were saying, Madeline, but during these live streams, they connect with each other in like the comments. You know, I see it all the time. They're talking to each other in the comments while you're teaching or doing something else. So I love live stream as a really great way to do that, either in a private community or on a public page. Also, you can live stream in all of the social media platforms these days. LinkedIn even has it now. You know, if you have access, and I'm pretty sure they'll give more access soon. Number four, asking for opinions. We love to do this, right? People feel much more connected when they're heard and they like to give their two cents. You know, we've talked about polls and questions. One of the things we used to talk about early days of blogging was creating an unfinished post. I love this idea. The idea that you would create an unfinished post that didn't have all the information. It wasn't totally comprehensive. I know in these day and age of SEO and so on, we talk about creating these comprehensive blog posts with all kinds of you know, information. And that's important. But also leaving out just a little bit of information often causes a lot of engagement. And in fact, you were just talking to me about this a minute ago, Madeline. So I'm going to put you on the spot. But you were talking about a new hack that you figured out on Twitter about how you could put up four GIFs together in Twitter. And how did you roll that out? You didn't just throw a link out there, did you? No, I did not. I wanted to be really smart about this. And This goes back to when we had Tyler J. McCall on the podcast a while back. We'll put the link to that in the show notes where he talked about, you know, he's the Instagram expert and he talked about encouraging people to private message him on Instagram to get something and using that as a way to really build your connection with people. So I took that strategy and applied it to Twitter DMs. And so instead of just posting this video, I was actually teasing people for a few days to buy myself time to actually make the video. I found Mm -hmm. out this cool new hack of putting up to four GIFs in one tweet is super cool. And while I was working on the how-to video, I knew I needed a little bit of time to create it. I wanted to tease people and say, hey, if you want to learn how to, and I was like showing, you know, here's four GIFs in a tweet. If you want to learn how to do this, send me a DM Mm -hmm. and I'll share with you how to do it. I'm creating a video. You'll be the first to get it. And it worked out really cool, Cami. I had a ton of people respond eager to learn all about it. And it gave me the opportunity to have a one-on-one connection with them through the DM. It is so powerful. And I even have someone that wants to do a coaching call with me after that. So I'm like, okay, it can really pay off. That wasn't my intention. You know, the bottom line is I want to share great, helpful information, but never hurts to try different ways to connect with your audience on an even deeper level. Yeah, no, I I think that's such a great thing because you were talking to them, but you left a lot of room open for people to ask questions, to engage with you. It wasn't like, boom, here's your comment and your link. Go to this thing or go here, go there. And I think we often do that in social media. It's, It's something that I know that I have to do better at too, is like not just taking the easy route and throwing up a link, but like actually having a conversation around it. And also polls, of course, are always amazing. And anywhere you can ask people to give their opinions or their thoughts or engage with you in some way. And I know we've done a bunch of episodes around this topic of of engagement and how you engage with people. In fact, we have an entire category of engagement posts that maybe I can figure that out too, how to get that engagement category in here. Anyway, I'll get it in the show notes for you guys. I know that there's a way for me to give you a URL to the category. So we'll do that. 
So speaking of that, what's another way that we can connect with our audience and make them feel welcome? Yeah, number five is tagging in groups. And this is working right now in late 2019, early 2020, in order to call people to a conversation, but we don't know if it's going to last forever. A great example is with different groups I'm part of, their communities on Facebook, and people will tag me to bring me into their conversations. You know, we had Ali Kelly from Social Media Examiner on uh, recently on this podcast. She mentioned how she does this in their private Facebook community, the Social Media Marketing Society. She says she regularly tags people that she wants to bring into the conversation. So since I'm the Twitter go-to person, she will always tag me, which I think is super smart because, you know, when we're really busy trying to do 10 million different things, we're not going to always be inside every Facebook group reading every post. So this allows me to go into their Facebook group when I can have time to do it, but also know that when something needs my attention, they're going to tag me. I think that is super smart that she really stays on top of that. I see her doing this with other industry influencers. Be sure to check out the interview we did with Ali if you didn't already hear it. It's episode number 98, Secrets to Building a Powerhouse Facebook Group. We'll have the link to that in the show notes. Yeah, that'd be great. So yeah, I love that. That's such a great tactic. And I love what it happened. And I actually have had Forbes agency community. So I'm part of the Forbes agency community. And Forbes magazine, Forbes has all of these different little communities that you can be a member of if you're invited. And I'm often tagged to answer questions about social media from other members. And so actually, they've moved away from Facebook. So this is really one of the first groups in a long time that I've been a part of that is doing a group off of Facebook. So I'm really excited to kind of see how that goes. And what's interesting there is when they tag me now, it sends me an email. So that's kind of interesting too, I thought. Yeah, that's very cool. Our final way today is welcoming committee. And we've talked about this a lot on this podcast because it's one of our go-to strategies, I think, especially. But Madeline has her Twitter Smarter Greeters. They greet everyone who comes into the chat. I love these ladies and guys. They're amazing. They always are right on top of it, talking to you letting you know. And there's nothing better than feeling welcomed. you know. So I think that's really important. And I love that you do that, Madeline. I love that you have them doing that and that they have stepped up to volunteer to do it. Well, it's great for those that don't know anyone. You know, many, many years ago when I was in the music business, I would go to these different conferences and everybody always knew who I was, but plenty of these musicians would come and they didn't know anyone and no one knew them. And I always wanted them to feel welcome. So I'd always invite them to any kind of gathering I could think of and have them come meet each other. And that's kind of where a lot of this started, where I just didn't want people to feel left out. So many of them would say to me, I came to this event. I didn't know anyone. I really thought I was going to spend the whole time in my hotel room because I'm too shy and nervous. But y'all made me feel welcome. And I had such an incredible experience. I met so many amazing people. So when I started the Twitter Smarter Twitter chat, I wanted people to feel, you know, even though this was not an in-person event, it's a Twitter chat, we're all doing it through our Twitter. I want people to still feel very welcome when they show up, especially because most times you go to something like this, you don't know anyone that's there. So it's just a great way to make people feel good. I think a welcoming committee with just about anything we do with our communities is a smart choice. Right. And I think being a connector is really important part of that too, is like, how do you connect people with each other? And certainly at the beginning of a Twitter chat, you do not have time to be out there 
you know, greeting a lot of people. I mean, that's if right. you can do some, you're, you catch some I of them. I know some, you do. But you yeah, do. I, you I do. want everyone to, to have that nice, warm, fuzzy feeling when they show up. And so that was always a goal of mine. And back when this Twitter chat started and even my musician Twitter chat first started, I did greet every single person as they came in. But as it grows, one person cannot do it all. And there's always people that want to step up and help. So having volunteers, it's always great to have volunteers for things. And we've talked about this many times on the podcast. I get a reminder every week during the chat because I always do a tweet at the end of the chat, just profusely thanking my team. And I I tag them, I call them out by name. And every single week, they reply to that tweet with something very heartfelt about how much they love being a part of this community and being part of this greeter group. Just they go on and on about it. So it's like, I'm not just doing something to help me. I'm offering an opportunity for them to be part of something big. And so it, it really works both ways. Yeah, and I think it's good to flip the script too, because you're not asking them to do something that isn't a win-win for both of you. I mean, we just talked about right. win-wins in our last episode, right? Like the triple win, you know, what's in it for you? What's in it for them? What's in it for the community? Always be looking for those triple wins. I think it's really important. In our community here, of course, we, it would be terrible if we didn't say that Kyle Hetrick helps us out in our private community we have on Facebook. So we are going to ask you to come join us there in just a second. And I'm going to actually leave that to you because it's time for our call to action. We've done our six things already. I can't believe it. Time is I know this went so fast. So your call Mm -hmm. to action for this episode, we want you to choose one of these tactics to use in your online community or come tell us about one that maybe we missed in this. So come to our Facebook group, go to communitiesatconvert.com slash group. That'll take you to our Facebook group and come chat with us about this episode. And Cami, for someone who's listening to us for the first time and are not familiar with our Facebook group, we should kind of give them a heads up when they come there. It's going to ask them a question, right? So how do they respond to this question? Okay. So the only response to this question that is right is action. We're going to ask you what the secret word is. And for us, it's all about action. And that's all it is for you too, because you can keep hearing about all this stuff, but if you don't go take action, well, you're never going to get anything done. So come have some accountability with us in the Facebook group. We'll also, hey, do you put that cool hack in the Facebook group as well? Absolutely. Okay. So it's going to be in the Facebook group, not in the show notes. So you have to, we the only way you can the show get notes. it is, Oh, okay. You're saying like, don't put it in oh, the, no, no, okay. no. I got part you. Of the action. Hey, Yes, I See? love it. Okay. So come on over to our community and then we'll give you that hack. Yeah, too. that so anyway, only way to go. get the hack. It's a bribe. It's a, be, it's a hack It really bribe. is. It really is. Because it'd be very easy for us to say, oh yeah, it'll be in the show notes, but we want to make you guys work a little extra to get it because it is a special, interesting hack that not too many people know about. So you got to be in the Facebook group. That's a good one, Cammie. What a great live example you're sharing in this podcast. I'm doing my best. <laughs> All right, guys. We're looking forward to you having a great week and we will see you next week. Same time, same bad station. (laughs) (laughs) See you then. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline and I want to let you know you can connect with us on our website at communitiesatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cami. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat. And that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. 
Woodland. Don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from the Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website. Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com. And that's suite spelled S-U-I-T-E. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cammie through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Communities That Convert.